Hello, everybody, and welcome to the fourth episode of AINC's Volunteer Spotlight, brought to you by the lovely Audio Information Network of Colorado. I am your host, Evan Starnes, and joining me today is a very special guest, and actually, she is our first Spanish volunteer on the show, and her name is Mario Paulina Canipa, and she is the reader of the New York Times and Espanol which is one of our most popular programs, fun fact. Um, she's really, really cool. She has been an amateur actress. She has skills in singing and voiceover, and she's actually been doing acting and stuff like that since it looks like 2011. And she's been a AINC volunteer reader since August 2022, and she has been an outstanding volunteer reader. So without further ado, here is Marielle. Hello, everybody. Hello, Ivan. Thank you for having me. And happy Volunteer Appreciation Week, because I know that this, uh, this week is today Volunteer Appreciation, right? Yeah, week? actually, this week, as we're recording it, I hope everybody saw the emails. It is Volunteer Appreciation Week, and that's, that's both in and outside of AINC. Great, great. So thank you for having me on your show. And um, please allow me to do some English grammar mistakes. <laughs> oh, no worries. No worries at all. Great, great. And that's correct. Uh, I'm reading the New York Times in Espanol since August last year. So almost eight months. And I like it very much. It has a variety of themes like politics, health, technology, arts, so it's really amazing that you, Alex, and also Lawrence gave this, this New York Times, this big newspaper to me, uh, a, a narrator, amateur, mostly. Gotcha. So thank you. Well, I figured we could start off with some of the not so serious questions and we'll kind of move on from there. So sure. firstly, what is your favorite hot beverage well, definitely, uh, it's uh, called yerba mate. Uh, the yerba mate is an herbal tea. Mm. Uh, this herb is originally from the South America rainforest. Uh, I want to let you know that I am originally from Argentina. So in Argentina, in Paraguay, parts of Brazil, you can take it. Um, it's, uh, the leaves actually are, uh, hand harvested by yerbateros. So they, they are the cultivators. Um, you put them into a little girl with hot water, like the tea. Yep. But, uh, once you drink the hot water into the gourd, so you drink it through a straw, like a Starbucks, uh, uh, drinking. Um, you pour again more hot water until it's finished. So that's my favorite, uh, uh, my favorite hot drink. It's a great companion for studying because also watch it. It has a lot of caffeine. Ooh, I actually want to try that. <laughs> yes. I wonder if I can get any here in the States because I actually like I'm a caffeine lover. That's the best way to put it. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. So uh, there is. For those that don't like to pour hot water over and over again on a gourd, uh, there is a version called mate listo that is the same to say ready mate, 
um, and you can find it online, that is basically a cylinder with two containers. On the big container, you place the hot water and the mid and the, the smallest one, you put the yerba mate. And then you just uh, sip it through, through, through the straw. That's cool. And that's it. I didn't know they made those. That's yeah. actually really cool. And I assume it's something you would just drink straight up. You don't mix it with anything. You prepare it and then you drink it. Yes, there is a lot of combinations. Uh, the flavor, uh, without, for example, no sugar added, is a stringent bitter taste and also is fresh. Okay, that so, sounds actually really cool. It's, yes. I'm going to have to find some and try some out. And I definitely would encourage people to do the same. Oh, great. Great. If you want caffeine, Yerba Mato is your great companion. All right. Next question. Um, would you prefer to go skiing or snowboarding? Uh, let me think about it. Mm, I prefer to go to the beach. Okay, there we go. <laughs> because we can count that. I am terrible <laughs> on the winter sports. I tried this year to do some winter sport like skiing and I was terrible. Gotcha. I don't like the speed. I like to relax in this case. So sorry about that. No, that's fine. I mean, I get it because skiing and snowboarding, you're going to have to be attentive and a beach. You can just go relax and have some drinks and just kind of enjoy it. So. <laughs> yes, yeah, and swim a little bit, walk a little bit. But my problem is I never grew up with... Uh, I grew up in plains, and the mountains were far from my home. Gotcha. So I never grew up with snow. So maybe that's a factor. I think that's got to be a factor. I've, met, I've actually met one or two people that didn't even see snow until they moved either to Colorado or to a place where it actually snows. But Yeah, actually, I went to Utah. That is amazing. Uh, has amazing resorts on Salt Lake City. And I went to Lake Tahoe, near home. I am living in California, actually, Martinez. Uh, like, that, let's say, one hour traffic, hopefully, from San Francisco. So, Northern California. Yeah, so it's pretty much, well, what you'd think is warm and sunny. Yes, mm -hmm. but not always. <laughs> yeah. All right, last question um, on the fun questions. Who in your life is the most inspirational person to you? Okay, I don't know her, but since I was little, I was inspired by her. Uh, her name is Tina Turner. She's a singer. I know it's very famous maybe here, uh, not in Argentina, um, because uh, she's a person who radiates light. With just hearing her voice, you can feel that she's in a state of her inner peaceful smile. She does, uh, she's a Buddhist, uh, so she knows about focus, meditation, self-introspection. So uh, she inspires me, also as a singer. She has a power that I, since I was little, I repeat, I admire. Absolutely. It's a power not only in singing, but in life. Absolutely. Yeah, so Tina Turner, that's I, I like you know, I've heard some of her music. I like I like her. She has a really nice voice and she's she's talented in my in my opinion. Well, you mentioned yes. you sent me your resume and I read through it and actually found some really cool stuff 
mainly what stood out to me was that you have experience as an amateur actress and a singer. So can you tell us about that? Yes, I am doing singing classes since uh, 2017 uh, with the same teacher from Argentina. So actually, uh, it's like to do some Spanish singing, but I am doing also some English songs because I love, for example, Cher, um, Tina Turner, like Pro Mary, the, Pro Mary, the Tina Turner's version of Pro Mary, but also I like some Italian songs. So basically, my singing training is based on interpretation. Because even if you can, you are talking about authors or songs, each different song has certain difficulties on the breathing, breathing te- technique, pronunciation, because it's different to, for me, pronounce a, a, a Spanish song uh, and an English song. Um, for example, as a as an actor, I started earlier, like on my twenties, and I started on twenty oh six oh five, sorry, uh, with classes. But then immediately I went with a production with a small producer with a small group, and I made three plays during uh, those years from twenty oh five, let's say twenty oh six, to 2018 that was the last year of my one of the productions and it took so much work because it wasn't a big production so uh, we, we were doing uh, by free but I learned some confidence uh, some theater skills um, and I, I certainly think that uh, these two disciplines helped me on the breathing techniques uh, and also on the emotional resources, I, I say, like the way that you say a sentence or you say uh, an information. It's not always the same. So um, they teach me how to relax my body, how to stretch my body, to stretch my face, connect with the breathing, how to relax yet the face, exercise the tongue. Uh, singing and, and being a narrator has uh, certain similarities like stretching the face, stretching the tongue, do pronunciation. It's not only, uh, it's not everything about volume. Actually, uh, the key part of being another, a narrator is the, um, the pronunciation, the enunciation, mm-hmm. and also the, the, what motivates to, to, do, uh, to, to say that sentence. Absolutely. And I imagine that those skills that you've picked up have only helped you when it comes to being a volunteer reader for AINC as well. Certainly, because also it helped me about um, how to conf- how to deal with the new york times it's a big magazine uh, it's famous um, it's very famous it's i think it's the third newspaper most read in america in united states well and it's proof since it's our biggest program as well um so let's talk about specifically your um your time and experience at audio information network uh, first of all, what I'd like to know is how did you originally hear about and discover the Audio Information Network? 
Oh, sure, yes. Uh, well, in the middle of the pandemic, I was searching for volunteer opportunities that had to do with voiceover jobs in Spanish. Um, and I found out at uh, a webpage called volunteermatch.org that there was uh, and there was ANC looking for Spanish reader, readers. So um, because I live in California, I submitted an online application and I did the audition. Alex Flynn had the generosity to give me the New York Times in Espanol yeah. as a first shot. And this is actually my my first official, uh, let's say, job, volunteer job as a narrator. So I am very happy with this um, with this opportunity, and thank you for this recognition. And we're glad to have you on. Like I said in the beginning, your show is among the most popular shows. So you're, you know, you're doing a lot of good for you're doing a lot of justice for the Spanish programming and for the New York Times in Spanish as well. So. A lot of people appreciate that. Oh, thank you. Uh, actually, I think that is um, the, the narrating is a form of, of art. I agree. Uh, besides doing the acting, besides doing the singing classes, I studied um, broadcasting for two years in an at academy uh, in Argentina. And uh, they teach me besides reading techniques is how, how to deal with uh, with a text. Uh, how to deal with an article. Um, so the New York Times is like uh, a serious content, uh, sometimes very serious. Uh, it has uh, really hard news, wars, refugees, child labor, environmental disasters, even though my tone tries to be as firm as possible because I am a sensitive person, but I have a sense of responsibility of my work. Um, I always try to mix it with some softness, let's say. Like I'm trying to lift some of the heaviness that uh, the article has. Yes. So it's a balance. But it's not everything uh, on the New York Times about hard news. Um, talking about sweeter things, let's say, I really like to read things such a, as a trip to Ciudad de Mexico or the Festival of the Beach in Colombia, uh, or to read about, uh, let's say, the hard work that is doing a Puerto Rico. That article really interested me. Uh, they are working, for example, to achieve, in order to achieve food self-sufficiency despite the hurricanes. And in this case, with these articles, type of articles, I like to immerse the listener, the listener in a world of sensations. That is wonderful. Yes, it's, yes. So that's why, yes, uh, that's art, actually. I am trying to, to perfect it, but that's what I, what I am trying to do. I like that you see it as such and that you don't just see it as reading a paper for people to listen to. And that really is what it can be is, you know, you can really make it what you want. You could, you know, just read the paper or you could add like your own spin on it. Now, keep in mind, too, um, volunteers might have seen some emails recently uh, we ask people to not insert a personal bias into reading. And I say that because some people read, and if it's something that they either like or dislike, you'll be able to hear it oh, in their reading. And, yes. um, you know, if it's something they don't like, you know, they might start to sound irritable slash like they don't want to read it and disengaged. And oh. the thing to consider about that is for the listener, if they sound disengaged, you might 
disengage listeners that way too. And so what we've started to tell people and really what I want to emphasize is if you're reading a paper, um, you know, if it's like, if it's happy or sad or, you know, good or bad news, that is one thing. But if it's something that you agree or disagree with, keep, um, keep any personal bias out of reading. And I say that for all volunteers. Yes, actually, because, uh, we are not who uh, the the people that are speaking. We are speaking uh, for the reporters, for the journalists. Yeah. So if you focus that you are speaking for the journalist that wrote the article, you are the voice of the journalist, and that's it. You are like just uh, an intermediate. Yeah, that's the job. That's the mission. Even if you don't like uh, how it's written, uh, if you don't like the topic. Um, you have that commitment. Absolutely. Even if you don't agree, but you have that commitment. So be attached to that commitment, that to be, to inform the people, transform that negative thought, like I don't like what I am reading, to that positive thought that I'm committed to inform the people about this, even if I don't like it. That's part of our name, Audio Information Network. That's, and that's part of the, of our mission. So absolutely. That's right. When you auditioned for us um, the very first time and you were like reading that audition, how exactly did you feel that first time around? <laughs> like every audition, nervous. Very much. But uh, the thing is that there are certain uh, things that you can do about the nervous. Being nervous is completely normal, so we can just accept it. But don't overthink I heard about. Uh, I heard you uh, uh, in the, uh, another podcast, podcast uh, talking about it, and I agree to don't overthink. Trust on the idea that you know what I are, what, what you are about to talk about, even if this is uh, a first call read. You have to trust in yourself because you have the skills, you have the knowledge. Even if you don't talk, if you don't, if you if you read just the title. I was talking, for example, on my audition, I remember that it uh, was about cars. I don't know anything about cars, but I drive a car. So uh, it's like, first, you are nervous, okay? You, 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 there is an uncertainty if you want to, if you will pass or not. But uh, trusting you, relax your body before, half hour before, at least, you need to relax your shoulders, your chest, your face your tongue, do some stretching, connect with your breathing. Uh, so exercise your tongue, your pronunciation. You can do that before doing a call reading, for example, like it was actually the audition at uh, AINC. Uh, sorry about that. Oh, yeah. I always pronounce it on Spanish. Uh, let's say, what's our first call reading about cars? I remember it. So... Um, that's it. Stretch, relax, focus. Absolutely. Because focus beats nerves. Those are really good tips, actually. Yeah. Um, I mean, it could even be just abbreviated into SRF. Yeah. Stretch, relax, and focus. It's. It really does. I mean, for people that haven't tried it, you'll be surprised. It improves your reading and narration skills dramatically. And, you know, if you, you know, just before you record, yeah, do some stretching, kind of do some deep breathing if that works for you. Have some water. Definitely would encourage water. That oh, always yes. helps. Yeah, definitely. And then, yeah, you'll do great. 
thank you so much for those tips. I really hope that um, that some people, especially people interested in volunteering, if you managed to stumble across this podcast and you haven't yet volunteered or auditioned, definitely keep that stuff in mind. Or even if you're an existing volunteer and you're struggling with reading and you're, you know, you still get nervous. Yeah. Keep all of that in mind. Furthermore, if you audition for us and you don't pass the first time around, that's, it's not the end of the world. You can always, and I strongly encourage this. If you really, um, if you're dedicated to being a volunteer reader, try again. And, you know, uh, we'll, we'll always send you some constructive feedback and things that you can improve on and, you know, just use that to improve it. Don't, don't take it as criticism. Yeah, definitely. Uh, also, uh, with um, the relaxing part before doing the audition is fundamental because um, nerves are uh, little traitors. It's a part of the experience. But if you try to connect with your breathing and to know that, uh, for example, a cold reader, um, a cold read um, involves also some pauses. It's not always quickly. No, no, no. It's a, it has a music, a, a rhythm. So you take your time to read. Yeah, because, and that's true. And some people, um, like I have heard auditions and I have heard readings in the past where people just read and they rush really quickly and they're like, you know, trying to get this audition done. And then ideally, you know, it's supposed to be you, you read, you insert pauses where appropriate, and you and you also use appropriate expression. In other words, you don't want to read like a robot because it really disengages the listener, as an example. That's right. Yes. Um, when I am editing, for example, when I, after I am record, uh, recording my voice, I am on the face of uh, editing. It's like uh, I can hear if there is some good pauses or bad pauses and then like the rhythm is okay or not because sometimes it, it depends on the article the article could be cheerful so the rhythm is more um it's more like dancing but if if not otherwise you could be more formal or more informative like a, a health article absolutely i would like to know what you use to record what microphone you use i know we've talked about this before um yes. what microphone you use and what computer you're using and what your recording environment looks like because that is quite important if you're a volunteer reader to have the best quality yes which i i i try to to do the best quality audio at least there are no dogs or cats uh, barking or meowing, so yeah. that's good. But uh, to be sincere, my dear husband is my technician, so he bought me uh, the Shure 5 as a microphone while I was studying at the Broadcasting Academy. And he also got me uh, this Mac that I got that I am using because it's so uh, software friendly for me. Yep. And to record, I am using Audacity that ANC provide me, me. So uh, and it's for me the best ally for editing. Yeah, uh, I, I should say. Yep. Um, but uh, when I am recording, I am using a phone panel with a sheet. 
I covered it with a sheet in order not to uh, make some echo or make some uh, popping, for example. Um, before uh, moving here, I was recording on a walk-in closet. Um, I, I had a, a walk-in closet and I really miss it because it's like entering in a radio studio. Uh, the noise isolation promotes more, let's say, closeness uh, between you and the listener. That's what the, I feel while I, when, when I was walking into my closet. I miss it dearly, yeah, very much. I can imagine. And um, mm. you guys have probably heard this before from me, but yeah, closets are a great recording space, especially if it's um, if you're if you have a lot of clothing in that closet because it does perfect for noise dampening. Um, like for instance, here we're, I'm recording here in a basement with a um, a headset mic, and there is um, you shouldn't be able to hear any echo but if i were recording for instance in the kitchen or living room you would definitely hear that reverb and it definitely it kind of can make the audio sound just a little harsh or a little distant and so yeah i definitely agree with you there and yes the shore i think it was the sm5 or now somebody will correct me on that is a really good mic in fact shore mics in general are very um they're high quality mics they're used not only by voiceover artists but they're used by radio hosts podcast hosts and audiobook narrators i mean they are yeah they are the kind of the go-to mic for a lot of those people so that's cool that you have one of those and yes uh you're going to hear this quite a lot the mac the mac the mac they are just <laughs> beasts when it comes to audio i'm I'm not using one now, but I, I use one for audio production and they are just, they're perfect for plug and play audio and for getting just the best quality audio with the most user-friendly experience. And yeah, Audacity, since you mentioned it, that is um, just to clarify the software that we AINC endorse and support, you know, so if you, if you guys, if people have like questions about it, you know, we have answers and we also have on our website quite a lot of helpful information specifically about Audacity. So yeah, that's that's the software we recommend. That's the software I used to edit too as well, just just to be clear here. So Yes, also I, I like very much the workshops that you are doing right now. For example, it's coming a workshop or, uh, from Lawrence. It's on the April the 28th about breathing. Yeah, workshops that we have. Yeah, so... Um, for, um, for those who missed it, we did have the um, the happy hour. And I do, yeah, Lauren is doing some workshops with, I didn't know she was doing on her breathing. I'm going to have to join that. That's pretty cool. But yeah, AINC does host workshops and you can find information about those workshops on our website under the events section. And I think now is the perfect time to talk about stuff that is coming up. For those who are listening before May the 4th, we are going to be hosting an event called the Concert in the Dark, and we're going to have some a couple of very famous musicians, um, including an, uh, a singer named Diane Shore, um, who is blind, and she's an amazing singer. And really, unfortunately, I'm not going to be able to make it there, but it's going to be completely dark. So for those who are sighted, you it is going to be a completely auditory experience. It will be held at the, um, I think, Rocky Mountain PBS 
Um, you can find, of course, more info about the concert in the dark and get tickets on our website. And for volunteers, you guys get a special discount on those tickets too. So definitely encourage it. So now, Marielle, is the fun part. You get to ask me whatever questions you have for the remainder of the show. Okay, great. Uh, why are you working here at ANC? I work here because I, I love audio. I have a passion for audio and for quality audio. It all started out like in middle school when I just opened Audacity. Well, I installed Audacity on my school laptop and just kind of started playing around with it. And eventually I installed it on my personal computer and just started to try, you know, figuring out how to make recordings and how to use various editing tools. And, you know, um, eventually I just started figuring more and more out about the program. And I got to the point where I could, you know, produce, like, I actually produced some of my own, like, little podcasty kind of shows. I mean, they're they're long gone now, sadly. But, yeah, they had music and they sounded mm -hmm. quite professional and... Um, the cool part about that is all of that playing around and figuring stuff out led to me being an intern at the Audio Information Network in 2021. And I worked um, as an intern and became the audio production technician in November. And yeah, I just, I love, like I said, I love helping people. Um, I'm working with people. That's kind of the beauty of this job is I get to work with quite a, um, quite a few people and um, I get to just listen to, um, you know, people's audio and kind of give them help and support. And yes, also we are so many. Oh yeah, so absolutely. Yeah, and uh, tell me, do you find any hard part of your job? You could say that. Um, yeah, sometimes I'll get like an audio file or. Um, a particular problem that'll stump me and I'll have to kind of go and actually look it up. And that's the thing is like, I don't, you know, I'm, I might be, you know, good with audio, but I'm not, I'm no, you know, production master here. So, you know, if I, but if I come up with something, you know, that stumps me, I, you know, I'll have to go research it. And, you know, sometimes I have run into issues with, audio where it's just been an issue that I can't fix and I feel so bad that I can't fix it. Fortunately, that hasn't happened in a while, though. I see. I see. And I, I like very much your intro and your outro as, as music speaking about this show. Um, I was wondering about the piano as an outro music. Do you choose it? To answer your question... The music that I picked is just from the YouTube audio library, and it's called Morning After. I believe the artist is Bad Snacks. Um, I picked it, too, because it has kind of a chill sort of vibe to it. And as far as the genre, it's kind of an electronic-esque genre or like a new age. Um, and I, I picked it mainly because I love the piano. The piano is my probably my absolutely my favorite instrument. I am trying to learn it at the moment. And um, I just figured it kind of went along with the show really well. So I'm glad you like it. Eventually, you guys, though, there will be a new intro that I will have made. I just uh, I have to get on that. Probably not the answer everybody was looking for, but 
Yeah, it just comes from the YouTube oh, no. audio library, royalty it's, free. It's useful to know that you can go to YouTube library and, and search for music. Maybe in the future, I would like to propose some background music on my on my shows, but uh, I don't know if it's that possible. Nah, yeah, if if anybody is curious about adding music to their show, please... Um, Ask us first, though, before you do that. Um, you can you can do that, but make sure that we approve it first. Don't just willy-nilly drop music on your show because it could have potential copyrights or restrictions behind it that could get us in trouble, and that would not be good. Anyway, Marielle, I really appreciate you being on the show and taking this time um this has actually been a really really exciting and really cool interview for everybody i'm sure so thank you so much for your time and for being a volunteer reader and doing such an excellent job with the uh, new york times and espanol and yeah please continue to keep up the good work thank you everyone for listening absolutely and i hope to see to listen to to this soon absolutely so have a oh everybody have all a, a good day indeed yes all listeners thank you so much for listening to episode number four of ainc's volunteer spotlight i've been your host evan starnes and i'll catch you in the next episode have an amazing and wonderful day and take care of yourself <laughs>